Hey everybody, this is Caesar, the Libertarian Tex-Mex. Coming back, I have uh, took a bit of a hiatus, and um, this is actually the reason for this quick special message, but um, if you didn't know, if you know me personally, you know that um, I've had to deal with a family loss uh, recently. My uh, mother passed away um, due to complications with cancer. And um, obviously, <clears throat> That is uh, quite an impact on on anybody. So took a bit of a took a bit of a, a break off um, to get you know back into the grind, get my head straight, everything like that. Um, but I think one of the most interesting interesting things um, that came to mind recently, and uh, it was actually from a conversation with a friend. But you know one of the one of the foundations of, well, I guess for everybody, your foundations for your politics, most of the time comes from your parents, right? Um, your core beliefs, um, not just p politics, but your core beliefs, your core values, um, most often come from your family, right? How you were raised. And, you know, one of the things that I thought about in terms of, you know, why I feel so strongly as a libertarian or or you know, a waffle between a classical liberal or a libertarian, which are have a lot of overlap. But one of the things that um, really came up to me was thinking about the core values and you know how I was raised as a person. Um, you know, both my parents are um, are Hispanic, are, are Mexican and Mexican American, and um, that for sure really molds my view on immigration since you know we have family that has lived on the border for generations upon generations you know going back and forth visiting each other having similar cultures and similar values um, you know that to me bleeds the issue in terms of you know for I think for most people when they go to the border they they or most people who envision a border who've never been to it or have never lived by it. They think it's just a line drawn in the sand. And um, I think for us who have family members along those borders, you know, and we grew up going back and forth, um, you know, even with, with Ronald Reagan, um, he was very immigrant friendly. So the, you know, the rules around border movement were a little bit more relaxed. So we would cross the border, spend the day, come back, or we'd go visit, you know, three, four months at a time, come back. Um, even if you take migrant workers, um, you know, going from Mexico all the way up to Michigan and um, working the fields and then um, coming back down to Mexico after the season was over, this was actually allowed by the government. Uh, and it was very easily, you know, what I call a rubber stamp. You know, people just, if it's a document issue, give them the freaking document and let them go about their business. So I think that really shaped, you know, the libertarian view for me on on the principle of open borders, but then the practicality of having more of an, a relaxed flow of immigration going between the borders. Um, obviously, um, um, you know, having to do the checks for diseases or foods that can, you know, harm our ecosystem. Those obviously are common things, but if it's just a person going back and forth, in truth, for a libertarian, it shouldn't matter where you're coming for, you know, 
to visit family or vacation or working. It doesn't matter, right? Um, it's one of our core inalienable rights, um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think very key is the pursuit of happiness in life, right? Uh, so anyways, but if you, you I'm trailing, trailing down on just one subject, but to think about how I was raised um, and where I was raised, it really shaped my politics of today before I could even think about it. Uh, but I think, you know, very specifically being, being a Mexican-American, having family live on the border, that's going to shape my view of, um, you know, kind of the the free market, right? The flow of immigration, the flow of goods, uh, the flow of services has always been a back and forth, uh, especially if, you're, if you've are if you been a Texan, you know this, right? Native Native Texans know this. There's a a bleed. There's no there's no one true culture in Texas, right? There's a little bit of the German immigrant, a little bit of the Mexican immigrant, a little bit of the native natives, uh, Louisiana, um, you know, and, and native Mexican Americans. That's what I meant, and um, it, it all bleeds together, um, you know. Um, and one of the big things I talk about is food, right? Enchiladas are Mexican, but there's also the Tex-Mex style. There's brisket enchiladas. There's um, you know, Cajun enchiladas. So there's a really great idea of the melting pot, um, which really comes to fruition here in Texas and on the border. And I think a lot of times people forget about that. But you know, going back to you know the recent conversations with with people reminiscing about my mom. You know, my mom was such a was such a strong character, right? Um, you know, there's there's you know part of her that was the very you know, spitting image of a Mexican mom, uh, very caretaking of her family, um, very strong, very uh, strong-willed, very independent, you know, that she wanted to make up her own mind about things. Um, she obviously had her traditions, you know, she was, you know, a, a Mexican-American, she was strongly Catholic. Uh, I, I would think in her own personal views, she was fairly conservative, but conservative meaning she kept to herself she worked hard. She went to she went to church. She pushed her kids to go to school. So those core conservative values um, that we kind of often don't associate with our current politics of conservative versus liberal. But I think in terms of personal values, she lived a very normal, um, you know, very calm life. Took care of her family. Um, you know, took care of herself and her husband. Uh, as much as possible and I think you know for me this really shaped that idea of of self-determination right that ability to you know stand up on your own two feet <clears throat> and take care of yourself you know not be a burden on your family those types of things and even though I think for me uh, you know for general generally for kids it takes time right and that's what your family and friends are there for is to help you um, you know, help you get you in a position where you can stand on your own two feet, right? So I think that idea of having family and friends help you in your time of need versus a, you know, a faceless government really cemented itself before I even thought about it. And the idea of independence, you know, the idea of being your own person, uh, bring your own woman, being your own man, being your own whatever, um, that was really strongly instilled in my mom who always um, was not afraid to go against the grain, right? 
and and even my dad his dad is the same thing same thing you know same you know they both two pillars of the same family but both very independent both not afraid to stand up for what they thought was right right and i think very specifically for them it was you know standing up to injustice you know people who were being treated unfairly uh you know people who were being abused um people who were being treated like second class citizens that for me i think really shaped the core of why i'm a libertarian the core of why i'm a classical liberal is because of civil liberties um i think that for me is the core of of my political beliefs you know if libertarians did not believe in civil liberties i would not be a libertarian um and you know uh, i if you know me you know i i think i started off early just like anybody who's young they start off as a a uh, very progressive Democrat and slowly shifted myself into a classical liberal uh, and then moved into myself into the Libertarian Party because I felt like that was the most lined up with a classical liberal view. Um, and uh, But, you know, my parents, both my parents are, they would call themselves independent. They don't align with any party specifically, but they often lean Democrat uh, because of that. Um, they are, um, in a sense, classical liberals meaning they believe in you know freedom for all equality for all giving people the opportunities to go out and and make something for themselves and make sure nobody is abusing their rights right um, and I think oftentimes that leans more into the to the Democratic side versus Republicans who maybe only focus on a select few you know uh, only a select few have special rights and I, I think it's a really downfall of the two parties right now, right? Um, thinking that certain groups have special rights and everybody else um, doesn't. And I think that is really falling uh, far from my political values. But thinking back to my parents, that was really a core to them. And then thinking about my mom, you know, she we, we would always say, and I think, you know, for any family, you know, the mother is the heart of the family and I think you know having um, those ideas of you know standing up to injustice um, having a sense of humanity for other people having love for other people was really what I grew up with and what really came out even as a libertarian right we're not um, you know when we talk about health care when we talk about poverty um, we're not you know throwing people to the curb so to speak like a Republican would, a conservative would, we're looking at mechanisms that are more effective at reducing poverty, um, increasing access to health care, those things. So when we look at those things as libertarians, I'm looking at it from the lens of a classical liberal, right? As somebody going, look, I don't want to throw people to, you know, people who are, have, are having difficulty with poverty. I'm not trying to throw them to the curb and say, good luck, buddy, you're on your own, you know? we need to find a way whether it's um, a free market or a public-private partnership or something um, that allows people to get out of poverty you know to get access to health care to get them on their own two feet um, I don't think that's um, anti-libertarian you know I think it's almost I, I actually think it's very libertarian um, to say that we're not going to give you the keys to the kingdom but we're going to give you the core pillars to prop yourself up and I think that is something that's still core to me right something even I struggle as a libertarian when people say you know um, 
when we talk about healthcare, we talk about immigration, uh, we talk about the free market, everything like that. We know very. I'm very keenly aware of the obstacles that we face as libertarians with those ideas, and I think the conversation should definitely change from, you know, being cold and calculating to throwing people on out on the streets, so to speak to a little bit more of a compassionate view to say we recognize these problems and we feel like this solution would solve the problem better. And I think for me that comes from my family, it comes from my mom and dad um, who are, are both, you know, my dad is an immigrant, my mom is a, a native, well, coming from Mexico, um, he has dual citizenship, but my mom is, you know, a, a, strong-willed very proud Texan um, just like me <laughs> I guess I'll, I also get that from her but um, you know seeing uh, you know the struggles that my parents had um, coming up in America you know there is a bit of a second-class citizen that that they lived that we all should be aware of um, you know the uh, criminal um, you know uh, you know the criminal justice, you know, being very biased um, towards, you know, white Americans versus African American or Latino Americans. This is a real thing. And I think also libertarians need to face that and address that. And, you know, recognize, I think, what really hit home for me to say that where these core values and how they line up with with libertarianism is always the fundamental civil liberties or what we as libertarians call individual rights you know nothing trumps the individual right you know as long as we um, are living our lives without harming uh, others we should be able to live the life we want to so an immigrant is coming here he's not harming anybody he needs to have that uh, that natural right to to live where they want to live you know where they feel they should uh, if a person wants to start a business or earn money you know that is their natural right to to liberty life liberty and the pursuit of happiness so thinking about this was really putting that final piece of the puzzle of you know being a core civil libertarian um, and also believing um, that the free market and free trade has done more for society than um, a government and regulation has um, and then how do we balance that those are all questions that you know even with my parents I um, fought with not fought with but disagreed with right um, but it's a really honest question that we need to address it's not an easy answer we don't it's not always a pure libertarian laissez-faire answer uh, but we have to understand that balance and we have to understand um, what our core principles are you know no matter what our decisions are and make sure they align with that and if we don't have that compassion if we don't have that humanity um, towards other people and we don't have that independence for ourselves that we understand other people must have as well that we must respect then we have an issue right then we have you know uh, a party you know the Republicans or Democrats or whatever it is it doesn't matter the party really but people who feel like they they have the right to tell you what to do and that is not America, right? That's not a Texan. That's not being a Texan. That's not being an American. That's not being a human. You know, um, the right to self-determination, the right to independence, the right to think for yourself. That was really one of the core beliefs that I got growing up. Even for me as a 
you know, Mexican American and a Catholic family, doing Boy Scouts, sports, all the things that you know you would think would get you culturally <laughs> and, and socially in line. I still have my streak of independence, and honestly, I have much to thank for uh, with my mom and my dad. But very specifically, my mom was a very strong-willed person, and I feel like she probably gave that to me um, just watching her be her own person, you know, even in the face of, uh, you know, uh, scrutiny um, of being, you know, uh, judged. She was not afraid to be who she was and to stand for her, her values. And I think that's something I always carry and um, I always bring with me as a libertarian, as a classical liberal, you know, if if at some point in the future I switch parties, I create my own party. I do whatever I want, right? Um, I make up my own mind. And I think that's really important as libertarians to realize that, that you're not beholden to a party. You're not beholden to anybody but yourself and your own values, right? Um, so you have to settle that with yourself. And I think for me, that was something I learned very strongly with my mom and dad. So, you know, thinking back here, um, wanted to wrap up a quick message, a special message to my mom um, that she lives on through her children, through us, um, through the people that she impacted, um, and very, and especially me as somebody who um, got my core beliefs from my mom and my dad and also had that streak of independence and thinking for myself and in finding my own pathways of where I wanted you know uh, to stand out as an individual to say I get I am Mexican-American I get I am Catholic I get I'm a Boy Scout I get I live in a society but I also have you know u unique features that separate me from that that make me stand out from those general uh, cultural ideas and for those thousands of individual details that makes me me and I think I can really thank my mom for that um, for always supporting us always letting us know we are all special as any mom would do <laughs> and then also for your dad right for dad for keeping us in line keeping us uh, focused on the path ahead under letting us understand real consequences in life and all that stuff but I want to say very specifically um, to my mom um, she had a major impact on my life and I will miss her greatly but she will not she has not forgotten and she lives on through through me through the way I see things um, the way I stand up for myself the way I stand up for others um, even though my mom didn't agree with me 100% on politics, she always supported my um, ability and my belief that I should stand up for what I believe in. And uh, that is something I will always carry with me, pass on to my kids, and hopefully they pass it on to theirs. But but a quick special message as the uh, libertarian Tex-Mex. <laughs> Just wanted to say a uh, shout out to my mom for really really planting the seeds and the foundation of where I am today, which is a classical liberal at heart and a libertarian by party. <laughs>
but I can always leave when I want to. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I just wanted to say that, let everybody know where I've been, but also the fact that we do have a, a, a special podcast coming up. We have um, Rob Calvillo coming back. Um, we are going to be discussing the Democratic debates that were coming up, the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, talk about the elections, um, talk about everything under the sun that's coming out. So hopefully you'll get to enjoy that. Um, leave a comment, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Let us know what you think um, about what the content we're providing. Um, and we're hoping to uh, turn the dial up on the podcast as we go forward. So thank you much for this special um, special message. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you have any personal comments or reflections, please share those on Facebook, on Podbean, um, on um, on podcast, the Apple podcast, wherever you want. We appreciate all the comments you can give us. Thank you so much.